thank you, God, that we can come in here today and just and just worship you and just brag on you and just give you the glory of what you've brought us through this week. Another whole thing that you've brought us through this week. And Lord, I thank you for the word that's going to come forth through Carrie, the word that you're going to send out and Carrie is going to speak over us and is going to take us, Lord. The word you send out is going to pierce something today, Lord, so that we go from glory to glory, more of you, more of you and less of the darkness that we have come into agreement with, Lord, to build us up to your character, more of your character, so that when we do, when those weapons that are formed against us come, we stand in your faith and we speak to them with your authority that we have built up, you have built up inside of us, Lord, and they will not prosper because of you and only because of you. And we give you the honor and the glory and the praise today just for who you are. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did everybody decide to sleep in today? The important ones are here, right? Amen. What an awesome... If you were here last night, what an awesome memorial service. I mean, you know, that's the way it should be when a saint goes home. I told them, I said, if something happens to me, y'all set up grills in the parking lot. Barbecue chicken, ribs, go at it. Yes, right. <laughs> oh, mercy. Praise God. Well, I, um, I, I want to kind of continue on the, the path that I did last Sunday. So if you were here, it'll pick right up. Um, I, I, if you were here last Sunday, last Saturday morning a week ago, I woke up very early in the morning and the Lord gave me an open vision and I shared that, that I saw extreme violence in the street and especially against women and women were being accosted in the street. And I said, God, what are you saying to me? Why, why did I see that? And, and, you know, I laid there a few more minutes and I heard the Lord say, sound the trumpet in Zion. Sound the trumpet in Zion. Now, oddly enough, if you were at pastor's conference on Friday, the first 15 minutes of pastor's conference was exactly the same message as last Sunday morning. I mean, even down to the very opening scripture. I asked him later, I said, did you, did you listen to my message? And he said, that's the Lord's message, not my message. And he said, no. And he said, and even... I was just so, I know it's one spirit, but it just still amazes me. Because he stopped and he said, darkness will cover the land. He, he said, are we there yet? That's exactly the same words. So I just, I went, God, you're, wow, we are one spirit. And so that should be encouraging that we're one spirit, should be hearing all the same thing. If we're pursuing God, it is one Holy Spirit that should be telling you the same thing he's telling every leader from top to bottom. Amen? Amen. So hearing hearing this message sound the alarm, and then the Lord took me to Joel. As I began to read that, I went, oh God, okay, I get it now. I get it now. And so, you know, and I put a couple of articles up that, you know, that you, you guys last week you saw that was in the headlines. But after I, this week, two particular headlines, and I did not go looking for them. They came to me. They came to me was one over, you remember the, the governor saying that uh, schools, that a teacher, uh, excuse me, parents should have no right to tell the school system what we teach your children. Remember that? And then I showed you what was going on in California that they, they said mandated children in California in a certain school district that they chant and pray to an Aztec God. I said, this is what happens when Christians sit by and do nothing. So, as I, it, it, so... This is what came to me this week. It came to me. In Virginia, again, Loudoun County, a man went to the school board meeting and he was wrestled to the ground by three police officers and arrested for disorderly conduct because he was trying to tell a school board something and they were calling him a liar. His 14-year-old girl was raped and sodomized in the bathroom of the high school by a boy who wants to be a girl wearing a skirt. Okay. This is, not, this is not a third world country. This is right here. This is a Virginia. 
in Virginia. They hit it. They covered it up. This is in the national news if you're not paying attention. They covered it up and then they sent this boy to another school and he did it again. Violence upon the women, right? So yesterday, I'm doing some more studying. This came to me. A woman on a commuter train in Philadelphia. And I'm going somewhere, and I don't get into all this stuff, but you need, we need to be aware. Sometimes we live in this little Holy Ghost bubble here, right? So we need to be aware. In Philadelphia on a commuter train, a woman's taking her work, work to commute. She is forcibly raped on the commuter train, caught by surveillance cameras, while nobody did anything. They were on the train and did not even attempt to stop it. Now, where am I going today? Rebellion. Rebellion. So this is, this is, this is the headlines. In the, now, the Lord showed me we, it was violence against women. and I, All I could see in the streets was violence, women being accosted in violence. And there's such a rebellion. There is such, let me tell you, when the Supreme Court said, we can have marriage between a man and a man and a woman and a woman. That was absolutely the height of all rebellion. That was the fullness of rebellion coming forth. And now it's nowhere but down from here. Amen? So I said yesterday, because this ain't all about doom and gloom, but this message is going to, mm, right? So what I was saying is we as the body of Christ. What's up, Beach Mom? That's my brother over there. We have to do as the Word says. We have to be, exactly, we have to be the Word. If my people who are called by my name, yes, I am redundant. Yes, I am repetitive. Until we hear it. Until we obey it. Until we do it. And then God, when we begin to pray and humble ourselves and seek His face, then he'll raise up somebody that's going to go before a school board, somebody that's going to go before a city council. And when they open their mouth, the glory and the power will come forth. It's not going to be somebody holding a sign. It's going to be the power and the glory of the latter day, latter day last movement of God coming in and the remnant carrying it out. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now let me tell you something. This is what I want to say. In all of us, there's probably rebellion that we're not aware of. You know where a lot of rebellion comes from? Bitterness. Bitterness is what? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is what? The unknown. See, it will manifest. See, this is where I'm going to hit today because this is as a nation goes, as a leader of a nation, as a leader of a city, a leader of a church, as the leader goes, so will the people go. Talk about a time where we all need to humble ourselves before God, right? Come before Him. with Because if any, un, any rebellion is found in us, and oh, let me hit something here because we're going to get into Scripture in a second. What about if we have unbelief? Oh, we love in God, but we got unbelief. Do you know that's rebellion? What is the definition of rebellion? Resistance and defiance to God's authority. That's the re resistance. So if I've got unbelief, I'm resisting. I'm resisting what God's word has said. So we have to come to terms in our soul what our spirit already knows. My Lord, I feel the anointing now. We need to come to terms what our spirit already knows. He's in perfect league with God, right? But this is not. So I need the belief here to transfer here. Amen. Right? You get it? So I have to determine in my mind, this is what God said. I will not move from this position. I will not go to the left or the right, the rear or the back. I'm going straight forward with what he said. And sometimes I'm just going to have to walk it out. I might be doing it afraid, but I'm walking this out to get to a circumstance that is going to be what God has already ordained. If he said it, that settles it, right? We have to come into this. So the title of my message Sarah, if you're going to ask me for a title tomorrow by text, it's going to be Return to the House of God. Too many of us are searching for all our answers in all the wrong places. 
Man can no longer give you your answer. I can, we can have to go no further than this pandemic. There's not a doctor within a, a mile radius that can agree with one another on anything about COVID. And I'm not going to bring up COVID again. I'm just saying that. I cannot depend on it. I have to depend upon the great physician. In his house, there is healing. In this house, there is provision. The bank may have the money, but he owns the bank. In his house is provision. In his house is healing. Return to his house with passion, with fire. Amen? With passion and fire. Knowing that if he said it, that settles it. And all I have to do is just keep walking it out. I know it's difficult. I've lived this. You have too. When all of a sudden, what? You inquire of the Lord. Remember that? I have got so encouraged the other day. I, I was text the entire outline of my message. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. The whole outline. I'm inquiring of the Lord and I'm walking towards it. But when He says something... And He gives you confirmation that it's time for you to put all the unbelief behind you. Well, that don't make sense to me. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. It, in the natural, it will never work. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith, belief. If I'm going to believe for man to do it, then I am in rebellion against God. This is just my opening. Does this make sense? And you guys are, you know what? Sometimes I am just preaching to the choir. I get it. And I've been crying out, God, get me out of these walls. It is so pinned up in me, I can't even hardly contain it anymore. You know, Gene, and I, Gene and I was talking about this. Man, there is a transition happening in this ministry that is so strong. It is about to break out. I'm telling you, you will not recognize this place in two years. You will not recognize it. It's coming. I'm telling you, my hair tingles. My skin tingles when I know that you... You ever had God speak to you and you go, I know that I know that I know. Man, that is the coolest place ever. It's the coolest place ever because why? Because this soul has come in agreement with what you heard. Well, now when, my, when my soul does not come in an agreement, that's when i got to go, okay, God... I don't get this. I don't believe this. This don't make sense. I believe, but help my unbelief. Okay, this is what you said. Now you have to go back and say, so it's written. It's written. That's going to fortify my soul. Now my mind has to tell my intellect these four functions to sit down. I'm the adult in the room. I am the adult in the room. I'm going to sit down. So, you're not going to be the boss of me. My soul is my four functions. My mind gives permission for the soul to produce. I taught this a long time ago. The adult in the room. Everybody loved that. Because that's what we have to be. In Christ, we have to be the adult. We have to be the mature one in the room. Didn't say that was easy. And I didn't say I got it right all the time. We go from glory to glory. Amen? Amen. Y'all with me? Yeah. Okay, I want to show you something. Because when a body, when a person, when a country, when a nation, when a city, a county, a school board, when they get into rebellion, morality seems to be fleeting. Let me show you this in the Word. Let me give you a history lesson real, really quick. And if you will... Um, Sarah, I, the Lord has changed my my thing here. Second oh, Kings, hold on, let me find it. Second Kings six, start at verse twenty four. Just follow me. And th this is what's going on. The king of Syria has come against uh, Jerusalem, uh, Israel, and they have set up, and Elisha's in the city. And Elisha's been hearing what the, what the king of Syria been had and has been saying in his bedroom. He's been hearing it through the Spirit of God and he's been telling the king, the king of Israel. So now it gets back to 
Ben-Hadden, this is what's happening. The prophet is hearing from God and he's hearing what you're saying intimately and he's cutting off all your plans, all your decisions, everything. He's fortifying everything and he says, kill him, go after him. So they send the whole army and they completely surround Samaria. They cut off the food supply. Oh my God, you need to hear me. They cut off the food supply. They cut off any supply because it is surrounded and cut off from everything else. And now there is a famine in the land. Anybody hear me say last night, famine's coming? I want to tell you something, and I want you to think about this. This is what I'm noticing. As I prepared for the women's function the other night, I prepared the food, and I went to Sam's because you buy a lot of stuff in bulk at Sam's, right? And, you know, and I just get happy when I go grocery shopping. That's my, you know, that's, you know, if I got issues, I'm going to the grocery store, right? You know, so I'm in there. What I was noticing that if you notice in Sam's and Pooler, there's a huge section where they have all kind of produce. And what I noticed, it was only about half of what usually is there. Because we've got cruise ships, I mean, uh, container ships, out in Savannah River right now, the, all over the news they've been talking about Savannah and San Francisco and another port in, in Texas and another one in California where there's hundreds of ships that ha we have no people to unload the goods. They're there. So let me ask you something. Why am I seeing in Sam's now and other places dehydrated buckets of food they call emergency food? Why am I seeing this? If your food supply, you only have about a hundred and about 120 to 180 days food supply in the country. We have 364 million people in this country. That's a lot of people. And I'm going to tell you something. A hundred years ago, we all grew our food and we shared. You grow potatoes, I grow corn. We'll swap at the end. We don't have people, we got people that are so dumb, they think the grocery store is produce, producing it in the back counter back there. That's true. We have an illiterate country right now and generation that, like I said, if you're hungry, go through McDonald's. Well, what if McDonald's? You ever, I remember going through McDonald's one time and I ordered a Big Mac and I said, we're out of buns. <laughs> I said, I'm in the drive through window. Seriously? You're out of buns? <laughs> you know, you're a hamburger joint, right? So what I'm saying, my provision is in the house of the Lord. I can see everything coming, but I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry because if I remain and I return and I leave all my unbelief, God is going to be my provider. Amen? Especially to the remnant. Because the remnant is saying, give me the whole cup. Give me the whole cup. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Gabriel. So, and it happened that after Ben-Hadden and the king of Syria gathered all his army and went up to, and besieged Samaria, have them cut off. Next verse. And there was a great famine in Samaria and indeed the... They besieged it until donkeys' heads were sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove dung for five shekels of silver. Understand something, a donkey's head represents rebellion. And in rebellion, you say, well, what, what's going on here? Let me tell you. This is what I remember. And it, most of you in here are able to remember the 70s and the Jesus movement in the 70s. How many of you remember this? Okay. There was a song and it stuck with me all my life. And this is the song. And I want you to hear it because it's very prophetic to what I see now. Life was filled with guns and wars and everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children died. The days grew cold. A piece of bread would buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready. Anybody besides me remember that? Yeah. Every time I hear it, I go, Ugh. wasn't my favorite thing, but why did I remember it? Because it's prophetic, because we could come to a place where you could have all the money you want, but if there's no supply to get it to you and you can't buy it, what good is your money? That's when I got to go, 
but God. I'm returning to the house of God. Matter of fact, I'm never leaving the house of God. My provision is in you, Lord. Come on, that's good stuff. Okay, here you are. Amen. Then the king of Israel was passing by the wall and a woman cried out to him. Now I want you to go, go back to that other verse, Sarah. I wasn't done there. This famine, see, none of us have ever been really, you know, none of us know what hunger is. None of us. We don't know what hunger is. Right now, I, I need to go buy groceries, but if I go home, I got something to eat. Right? We don't know what hunger is. When you start eating dove dung, and you're eating a donkey's head for 80 shekels of silver. And I meant to do the calculations. You know what that was just because that's the emerald in me, but it is not important. Next verse. Then the king of Israel was passing by on the wall and a woman cried out to him saying, Help my Lord, O king. Next verse. And he said, If the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? What can I do? Right? What can I do right now? You have to see what's going on. But now watch this. Can I get it from the threshing floor? There's nothing there. Can I get it from the wine press? We thirsting to death. Next verse. Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she said, This woman said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today. And we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, Give your son that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. This is like, ugh. Right? I mean, I want you to understand the unbelief that is causing complete rebellion here. Amen? Watch this. Next verse. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes. And as he passed by one of the wall, the people looked, and underneath he had sackcloth on his body. So in other words, when you have sackcloth on, you're in mourning, right? Next verse. Then he said, listen to the king's unbelief. Listen to the rebellion in the king, the leader. Then he said, go and God, do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the prophet, the man of God who is speaking truth, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. He says, go kill him. I hope y'all love me. I kind of like my head. Amen. You see what's happening here? A complete breakdown in unbelief to the point where they can... And what I'm getting at here, I said that unbelief and rebellion will take you in sin to the point you never dreamed you would ever get to. To the point that they're now coercing deals with one another of what child we're going to eat today. That is just unimaginable to me. And this wasn't the Gentiles. This was God's people. So you see how rebellion can work? See, there's, there's, so my, my, this is the challenge. This is not to slap anybody on the hand today because I have to look in the mirror. I have to look at myself in the mirror every day, Bonnie, every day. I said, Oh God, if you see any unclean thing in me, let me know so I don't offend you. So I can bring it to my altar and say, Oh God, I repent. See, if my people who are called by my name, but I'm going to tell you, there needs to be some repenting in this nation. There's a correlation to this nation because once we made homosexual a, a marriage a law, when we put it into law, now we put the absolute infinite rebellion into place to come down. What's next? Pedophilia is already legal in some countries. What's next? I read an article where a woman in California was suing because she wanted to marry her horse. So you see where rebellion can take you. See, we giggle about rebellion and we say, Jezebel, Jezebel. Right? Take it seriously. Take it seriously. When the Lord now speaks to us as a remnant, time to move. Time to move. We don't have, we don't have the luxury of time anymore. You know, I, I, 
when I was meditating on, on the service last night and what I was going to speak, speak, you know, I, one thing I, I know that as I was just meditating on Bruce, I was really just picturing what is he seeing right now? And the biggest thing that it really got, he said, I don't notice time anymore. There is no time. I stepped out of time. I'm now in eternity. We have to step out of time. How many times you hear people say, I ain't got time to do that. You got time to do what you want to do. But we do, and I don't mean to point my finger at anybody. We 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 have I know. We we, we do really what we want to do. We make time for what we want really want to do. And I'm gonna tell you something. I told Paige, I said, you know what? I can't I, I I'm just I'm gonna step on toes. I'm sorry. I need you to guard your eyes. Facebook has become a place of rebellion. I'm just saying. I'm, I have a business account for Facebook and I have a personal. I very rarely, rarely post. Most of the time I'm keeping up with y'all. Amen. Be careful little eyes what you see. Careful little hands what you do. They taught us that in Sunday school, remember? I'm thankful for my sister Bonnie today. I'm thankful she's here this morning. It is hot in this place. Mercy. Then he said, God, God told me to do so more that if the, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. Next verse. But Elisha was sitting in the house and the elders were sitting with him and the king sent a man ahead of him. And, and Okay, I'm going to stop there because what happens What happens is the king, all of a sudden the king gets a rude awakening and he doesn't kill Elisha. And Elisha says, watch what God's going to do. And God delivers them. His mercy, He delivers them. All He causes the, the army to go blind. It, 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 God shows up and I just want to get into all that because I'm, I've hit the main point of where I want to hit. Where is, where is rebellion in us today? Yeah, I know this ain't one of them shouting hallelujah messages. God's not giving me those right now. I would rather preach those. They're more fun. I want to see you going yay, yay, rah, rah. But hey, God's saying, I need my remnant ready and pure. Standing pure before me in pure worship that when I get my cup to the purpose, I'm spilled out as that drink offering. And when I open my mouth to speak, see, we're going to see the time when people won't have to labor in the process like we've labored, Krista, to go through it and Jason to go through it and all the rest of you that have gone through this process. And we've been through hell going through all this trying to get it right. But there's coming a day when there's going to be a group and they are so pure in God that they, when they open their mouth, wham! It's done in one minute, one moment. And I said, God, that ain't fair. No, I, you do. Selfishness would make you think that. But I'm going to tell you something. You have no idea what Paige and I have been through. And, I, and, and if somebody can get delivered instantly, I'm going to be unselfish. My mercy. Go to Luke 15, 11 through 24. Sarah, follow me. We all know this story. So I'm not going to get into it heavy, but I want you to see this because God is, Jesus is speaking in a parable. And I want you to see, I want you to see the, the same thing that's going on in today is the same thing that went on in the prodigal son. America is a prodigal and she needs to return to the house of God. I wish I could preach that in an amphitheater somewhere. We are the prodigal, our country. They're sending missionaries to us now. Amen. He's, then he, then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them his livelihood. Let me tell you, rebellion says, and I've never seen a generation of young people this fall. Rebellion says, give me what's mine. I am entitled. Since you're the only young person in here, you're not entitled. I love you anyhow. 
I bought you pizza or wings, took you bowling, but you're not entitled. Amen? Amen. Gabriel, you're not entitled. I've never seen it. We don't have people to unload the ships because people don't want to work. That's because why? The Word says if you don't work, you don't eat. So now we've got people that are still sitting on the government dole. They won't go back to work. It has disrupted the entire supply chain. And let me tell you, when our supply chain gets disrupted, everybody's gets disrupted. When our economy goes to pot, everybody's economy goes to pot. As the United States of America, God's chosen country, I know that Israel is God's chosen people, but He chose this country. This country was ordained by God. Somebody ought to shout amen there. What country can you go to right now and have the freedom that you have as of right now? I didn't serve in the military and that's one of my greatest regrets in life. It is a regret. I signed up twice and backed out twice. Took the test twice. They wanted me. And the only only thing I can say is God had other intentions. I just couldn't pull the trigger. But I'm going to tell you, I, I regret it. I do. Because it was to serve my country. The love for my country. Not many days after that, the younger son gathered all together and he journeyed into a far country and there was wasted his possessions with prodigal living. You know, it takes, it takes a certain amount of, I don't need you, daddy, anymore. I'll give me what, give me what's mine. Give me my inheritance and get out of my way. I'm tired of you telling me what to do. Oh, my Lord. 17 feels like yesterday. Mama, I can't wait till I'm 18 so I can tell all y'all to and crack, crack with the broom handle. I felt it. I'll never forget it. I thought my mom was going to kill me in the kitchen that day. But when he had spent all, there arose a what? In the land. And he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself in the citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Now there's, there's what's coming next is what I love so much. Next verse. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. At least he's not eating babies. And no one gave him anything. Where was his entitlement then? And I'm not picking on kids. We got, we got grown people that's entitled. Entitlement? Feeling like you deserve something. I got a daughter about to be married. Did that Was that good enough? But when he came to himself... See, there's a time I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this last move of God because the church has to come to herself. When the church comes to herself, then the country will come to itself. Is the country not in a hog pen? Are we not trancing around? You ever, anybody, see, I was raised on a farm. I had horses. I broke horses. I rode, I raced horses. I had cows. I had goats. I had all those things I was raised around, right? I know what a hog pen looks like and what it smells like. <laughs> Thank you, Charlena. How many of you have ever been around a hog pen? Raise your hand. You can't imagine the nastiness. It's nasty. It's nasty. And you know what they do? They just roll in it. You throw the slop. They, they used to say they would throw the slop over. And, you, and they would just roll in it. They just roll in it. If you saw the hog pen, you really wouldn't like bacon so much. <laughs> Which is $12 now for a pound and a half of bacon. $12. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to, to, 
and to spare, and I perish with hunger. For one thing, see, this is the beauty of this. This is the beauty of this transition of this analogy I want to give. He came to himself and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to return to my father's house. My, the slaves of my father, the servants, ate better than I'm eating right now. Let me return to my father's house. There was provision in my father's house. There was protection in my father's house. Everything that I needed was in my father's house. And I'm in a hog pen. We follow this? have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. We're perishing from spiritual famine. I, I don't know how to put it. Spiritual, what's the word? Lack thereof. I, can't, I just can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that father is going through. Tried to go approach that school board and tell them this is what's happening and tell the people you're, you're not being honest. And he's thrown in the floor by three police officers and the school superintendent says, you are lying. That did not happen. And it only not happened once. It happened twice. Yes. And then the media makes him out to be the, the, what, what are they called? Domet, domestic terrorist. Okay. I thought to myself, God, I, I, I got control of my anger, but those police officers would have had more of a fight than that man put up. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned. You notice what he's saying right here? He's saying, I need to repent. I need to come before my Father and I need to turn and change my way of thinking. Just being sorry for our sins is not going to cut it with God anymore. That era is lifting. Just to be sorry. There's been a lot of grace in our lifetime. Just, you know, God, I blew it. I'm sorry. Yada, yada, yada. And the next month or so, we do the very same thing again. See, repent means that I must turn from that and I think differently and I act differently. That's repentance. Repent means I'm going to change the way I think, the way I'm acting. But repentance is the act of doing so, not just being sorry. That's hard, I know, but this is truth. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, so I'm not being, don't, don't take it hard or personal towards you. You know why I'm, I'm preaching like this? Because I need you to go tell the same message. One mind, one accord, speaking and saying the same thing. One spirit. I will arise and go to my fathers and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. In other words, I said it last night, I say it all the time. Lord, let me be the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. Let me take on your cup, drink all of your cup, and let me come before you as that living sacrifice, God, to accomplish a destiny to get to purpose. Amen? Next verse. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great far off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The Lord said, If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. If you run to me, I'm going to run to you. If you talk to me, I'm going to talk to you. I said last week, I said, let praise be your weapon and let prayer be your anthem. You know what the anthem means? That means my song is going to be the Word of God. It is a scriptural based sound. A scriptural based word will be my anthem. And the son said to him, Father, I've sent... Next verse. But the father said to his servants, bring out our best robe and put on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and he is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. And they begin to be merry. Now the rest of this story is his older brother who had been loyal to his father. Matter of fact, I, 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 I missed something in the very beginning. What's the opposite of rebellious? Loyalty. 
loyalty. The other son who had been loyal, the other son who had been loyal now has a big bad attitude problem. And the Word says he wouldn't even come in. He said, you didn't fix me a fatted calf. You didn't do any of these things for me. And the Word doesn't say, and of course this is a parable that Jesus is speaking, but the Word doesn't say whatever becomes of the second brother. If you read this, it will make you think. It will make you think. The one who went off and squandered everything with women, probably gambled, ate lavishly, but he returned to the Father's house in repentance, and the Father receives him. The other father, he, I mean, the father tried to get the other son, come in, come in, come in, and he would not, because he was bitter, and he become, and he become rebellious. And the word does not say what happened to him. Things to think about. Amen. Wow. Sarah, let's carry on. just feeling something. Now his older son was in the field as it came and he drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked what things, what, what these things meant. And he said, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. Not a goat. We got prime rib coming. <laughs> but he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. I wonder how many times, this is where I was going, I wonder how many times the Holy Spirit has gently spoken to us because there's been a, there's been a seed of rebellion that we weren't recognizing. And because it was so strong in our soul and because our opinion was so strong and we just decided we were right, we're not going to bend. And there again, the Father has to back up and retreat. The one thing I learned a long time ago that I was taught by the Apostle, the Holy Spirit is a dove. He's gentle as a dove and He's on my shoulder. And anytime I'm going to be in any kind of disobedience or rebellion, it causes Him to to lift off of me. And therefore, grace now lifts off of me. Mercy's a beautiful thing, but I would rather have grace. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I'm going to tell you, I've had a couple conversations with God before. God, you have broke me and wore me out. And I feel like I got nothing to show for it. Right? Well, it's okay if you have that conversation with God. He's a big boy. He can take it. Because if you really go after God, He'll give you the answer. And you'll see that, you know where all that's based in? Let me show you. It's right here. So he answered and said, Lo, these many years I have been serving you and I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I may be merry with my friend. He said, goat? You didn't even give me a goat. You're giving him prime rib and I got a goat? You ever tasted goat? It's quite gamey actually. You might not like it. Lamb I love. Lamb's awesome. Had goat? Not a fan. But as soon as this son of yours, this is his brother. Notice the separation. You see the separation? As, as, as soon as this son of yours came, who had devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the prime rib for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. Just come in. Return to my house. Man, I'm going to tell you, this is a message for the country today. Return to the house of God. And Gabriel's going down a hall, yes. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and now he's alive again. He was lost 
And now He's found. Oh, what joy it is in heaven when somebody comes to repentance. Oh, what joy the Father has. Jesus, the Advocate, has been going, Father, I'm calling His name. He's coming. He's coming, Father. Can you imagine this is what Jesus has done with you and He's been so patient and He's been the Advocate, the Lawyer before the Father praying for you. Man, if you get a glimpse of this, it'll just make your eyes well up with tears. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. Next verse. He also said to his disciples, there was a certain... Oh, that's it. That was it. I'm sorry. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. 1 Samuel 7, 1-12. through I want you to look... I'm just going to cover this very quickly because I'm running out of time. Then the men of... Kirjath, Jerim, came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. So it was, and the ark remained in Kirjath, Jerim, a long time. What was in the ark? The presence. I know I'm burning up too. You think it's hot back there? You should be up here. It was. It was there 20 years. The presence of the Lord was in the ark. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Then Samuel spoke. Because just as our country is today, Israel has been through this. All you need to do is go study the history of Israel because they were hot and they were cold. They were hot and they were cold. They returned to the house, and then they left the house. And that they left the house, they picked up all kind of strange gods to go with it. They picked up all kind of really nasty habits to go with it. You know, like having sexual orgies in the temple. Then Samuel spoke to all of the house of Israel and said, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts and put away the foreign gods and the ashtoreths, and that was, that was a sexual um, fertility God, feminine, from among you and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve Him only and He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. And you might as well put, He will deliver you from the hand of rebellion. Now, I'm listening to Samuel here and I want you to look at the first thing. And you want to write this down. The first thing is, if you return to the Lord with all your heart. That's number one. That's number one. Number two, put away all the foreign gods. Oh, you know what hit me as I was studying this out? You know what's a foreign god in this country? It's the E word. E-word. I heard it. Entertainment. There's your foreign god in this country. Entertainment. One of the most offensive things we have right now is on your local television. It don't matter now what station you tune in. It's to the point right now where Paige and I, we may watch the Hallmark Channel and the cooking shows. And I'll watch the baseball game. That's about it. I can't because anything else is offensive. It becomes offensive to my spirit. And I'm not going to let anything now get between me and God of what I've got to accomplish because it's too great. And not that I'm all that in a bag of chips. You should feel the same way because your purpose is too great now. Your destiny is too great. You get in this purpose and you don't let go now. This is not 1965, 75, 85, or even 95, or even 2005. This is a time now where it is winding down. I am amazed right now. There's not something that's not being talked about. NASA says in 2029, there's an asteroid that has a possibility to hit this planet. And they named it after a Greek god, Apophis, which means God of Destruction. You don't hear about things like this, but it's there. You don't believe me? Google NASA and ask about it. Time is, is I mean, it's of Essex. Essex. Huh? 
Am I saying that right, honey? Thank you. Bonnie, I have to depend on her. She's got a master's degree in education, so I, I yeah, me too. Praise the Lord. Number three, or number two, I mean, excuse me, number one, return to the Lord with all your heart. Number two, put away the strange gods. If it's not entertainment, what is it? Tell me. This is the time when we have to look in the mirror. You know, when I was when I was doing this, I visualized myself because you know, I, you know, back in the day when I was really vain, but I still have a mirror where I fix my hair. You know, so I, I visualized taking my mirror and looking straight in my mirror, asking a hard question: What is it? What is it? Because see, anything that takes the place of God is idolatry, and that's rebellion. And sometimes we don't know it, we don't see it, we're not sensing it. But when God manifests it. Now we, we're coming into the point where we have to move on it. Number three, what did he say? Prepare your heart unto the Lord and serve Him only. Come out from the foreign gods from among you and prepare your heart for the Lord and serve Him only. And He will deliver you from the hand of rebellion. I, it, I guess what's so shifting this difficult to teach if you don't have a spiritual appetite especially we have to have an appetite and a hunger for the things of God does that make sense so those are the three things I pulled out of that return to the Lord with all your heart put away the strange gods prepare your heart unto the Lord and serve him now I'm just going to read just a few scriptures and I want to show you something they did then Samuel spoke to all the next verse so the children of Israel put away, what did they do? They put away the Baals and the Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. Lord, capital letters, only one. Next verse. And Samuel said, gather all, the, gather all Israel to Mizpah and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water and poured, poured it out before the Lord and they fasted that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged. You understand what they're saying? Father, I have sinned against you. It is the same exact principle that the prodigal son did. He came to himself. He dismissed. He turned from all the other gods. And he said, I will return to my father's house. But better yet, he repented. That was it. That was the thing. I got four minutes. Four minutes. Y'all getting this so far? All right. I want to give you some characteristics of rebellion. This is good stuff. Number one, a rebellious person, and this was one that really stuck out, and I'm going to ask you to go ahead and pull up Isaiah 30, Isaiah 30, verse 1 in the ESV, please. English Standard Version. We don't have it? A rebellious person seeks out other hurt and frustrated people, not to help them or heal them, but as a stepping stone and advocate of what they want. Did y'all get that? A rebellious person seeks out other hurt and frustrated people, not to help or heal them, but as a stepping stone and advocate to their cause. I want to pull that scripture out. Do you see it, Sarah? Isaiah 30, verse 1 in the ES, English Standard Version. Yeah, Isaiah 30, verse 1 in the English Standard Version. Their calls. Oh! I'm sorry. I look at a lot of different versions and when one hits me, it just it jumps out. I like the version. It says, Ah, oh, stubborn children declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not my plan. And who makes an alliance, but not of my spirit, that they may sin, they may add sin to sin. Is that not what I just said? A rebellious person seeks out other 
hurt and frustrated people not to help them or to heal them, but as a stepping stone and an advocate for their cause, for their sin. They're in rebellion. So what do they do? They want to drag you with them. Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not my plan. Remember, loyalty is the opposite opposite of rebellion. It's not God's plan. And who made an alliance, who tries to make an alliance, but not of my spirit, and they may add sin to sin. That brings the fear of the Lord to me. Number two, you ready? Rebellion breeds selfishness. Number three, bitterness sets a collision course with rebellion. Number four, and this one strikes me very hard, rebellion prefers you heavy so you cannot lift your hands in victory. Rebellion prefers you heavy so you cannot lift your hands in victory. You ever tried to come in here and worship when you were in rebellion? Man, yeah, it's like, it's like taking a pair of pliers and pulling your jawtooth out. Four other characteristics. Idolatry is rebellion. Lying is rebellion. Scorn is rebellion. Rebellion. Stubbornness. I've had a beta. I've had a beta that in my life. Idolatry. Another God. Lying. Scorn. Stubbornness. Rebellion says, give me what's mine. I'm entitled. I worked for this. It could even say I worked for this. I've done more than you. I've seen this in the church. I've seen this in the church. Give me 1 Samuel 15, 23. A few verses and I'm done. 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is an iniquity and adultery. What did I just say? For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Because you have rejected the Word of the Lord. You've rejected what He said. He also has rejected you from being king. Of course, he was talking about Saul. Proverbs 17.11 Three more, Sarah, and we're done. Proverbs 17.11 An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. I don't need no cruel messengers. Luke 6.46 So why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Remember my unbelief, if I'm not going to believe Him. I've I've said this for many years. It's amazing how we can believe a God we've never seen or never heard audibly for eternal life, but we can't can't believe Him to pay the light bill. Acts 5.29 but Peter and the other apostle answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. My last verse, Hebrews 3.12. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from a living God. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God like the prodigal son. In other words, stay on guard. We're we're entering the time. Stay on guard. I think it was interesting yesterday at pastor's conference that it was spoken. We're not in the great tribulation, but we are in the tribulation. Amen. Praise the Lord. No rebellion, right? We're done with rebellion? As I said, I'm preaching to the choir, but there's always, there's always something that God will reveal in us. So when He reveals with it, attack it. Deal with it quickly. Quickly. Amen? Everybody good today? We all good? Praise the Lord. Stand on your feet. I ask the Lord. I'm really not, I'm not sensing sensing anything so if you got something speak up this ain't a one man show if not I'm going to send us home with the blessing of the Lord (laughs) Amen. amen everybody stretch your hands forth
Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. I thank you, Father, that your word purifies, it cleanses. Lord, I thank you that you wash us with your word, Lord. Father, I attack unbelief today. Jesus, right now, Lord, let all unbelief come to naught in us, Lord. Father, that we believe what you say, God. We believe that your word is cannot lie and it will accomplish what you send it to do it cannot return void god burn that in our souls today father i thank you lord if there be anything in us lord make it manifest that we can deal with it god i ask you to keep these people your beautiful sons and daughters safe lord let the angels surround them lest they dash your foot against the stone father i thank you that your glory presence your presence goes with them, Lord, and people see a difference in this remnant. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.